What a Day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S., with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love fast-growing trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, And that's not because I have a green thumb, okay? This spring, fast-growing trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Wednesday, April 12th. I'm Priyanka Arabindi. And I'm Juanita Tolliver, and this is What A Day, where to any fans mourning Taylor Swift's rumors split from Joe Alwyn, we just want to say, it's not your fault, y'all. Yeah, Joe and Taylor still love you so very much. I mean, maybe not Joe, but definitely Taylor. Definitely Taylor, for sure. Definitely Taylor, and she's the one you want, so... On today's show, Justin Pearson could rejoin Tennessee's House of Representatives. Plus, the FBI has issued a warning about juice jacking. Okay, my interest is peak. Juice yep. jacking alone <laughs> does a lot of work here. <laughs> but first, in the latest edition of Fuck Around and Find Out, Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg filed a lawsuit against the absolutely vile Trump acolyte, Representative Jim Jordan, in which Bragg accuses Jordan of a, quote, brazen and unconstitutional attack on the prosecution of Mr. Trump and a, quote, transparent campaign to intimidate and attack the DA. When I tell you I hollered when I saw this headline because this is probably the first time Jim Jordan has tried to go after someone who, one, refuses to play his little petty games and, two, is willing to lawyer up and take his ass to court. Seriously, Jim Jordan picked the wrong guy for his bullshit and you're exactly right. He's about to find out what happens. I couldn't be more excited that this is happening, actually. Right. So for context, this lawsuit comes after Jim Jordan, the habitual line-stepping anti-democracy hypocrite that he is, issued multiple requests for information to the DA's office, and after he subpoenaed Mark Pomerantz, the former Manhattan prosecutor who quit after Bragg opted to not pursue a case against Trump in 2022. Last month, Pomerantz turned down a request to voluntarily cooperate with a congressional investigation, but it's clear that Jordan won't let this go. And to up the ante, Jordan and the House Judiciary Committee just announced a field hearing in New York to meet with, quote, victims of D.A. Alvin Bragg's policy. Like, what the fuck is that? Jeez. This is a complete sham. And it goes to show that Jordan and his minions have absolutely nothing on Bragg, because if they did, they would have put it out already. But nothing they can do or have done has impacted Bragg's credibility at all. Yeah, I mean, what is included in this lawsuit? Tell us what we are working with here. All right, we've got a couple of interesting details, Priyanka. So first and foremost, it's clear that Bragg wants to put a stop to the unconstitutional attacks on him, his office, and the criminal prosecution of Trump. And the lawsuit alleges that Jim Jordan started an intimidation campaign against Bragg as early as March. 
Naturally, Bragg's attorneys were sure to emphasize social media posts and congressional letters from not only Jordan, but also Trump, including that infamous post that Trump amplified of him holding a bat aimed at D.A. Bragg. It's pretty wild to see a screenshot included in the filing, but let this be an example that if you post it, it will be used against you in the court of law. (laughs) Right. Like there we have it. The lawsuit went on to compare Trump's recent post to his tweets pre-January 6th and alleges that the threats from Trump, Jordan, and others have resulted in the death threat and suspicious white powder that was sent to the DA's office, as well as more than 1,000 threatening calls and emails to the DA's office. So they've been going through it. Yeah. The filing also makes it clear that the DA wants to prevent current and former staffers in his office from testifying before Congress. Of course, Jordan and House Republicans have sent multiple letters demanding documents and testimony, but the DA's office has shut all of that down. It is noteworthy that Mark Pomerantz is named as a defendant in this lawsuit, but it's been reported that he's listed because he has been subpoenaed and the DA's office wants to prevent that subpoena from being executed. And as I mentioned earlier, Pomerantz seems to have no desire to testify before the House Judiciary Committee. Yeah, so I'm sure Jim Jordan has something to say about all of this. What has he been posting in response to someone actually holding him accountable for the shit that he's doing. He is really and truly the absolute worst, right? And of course he had something asinine to say. So Jordan took to the Bird app and posted, quote, first they indict a president for no crime. Then they sued a block congressional oversight when we ask questions about the federal funds that they used to do it. Like, let's be real. Congress has zero jurisdiction here. None. As stated in the lawsuit, quote, Congress has no power to supervise state criminal prosecutions. Chairman Jordan claims he's seeking to conduct oversight, but he has no power under the Constitution to oversee state and local criminal matters. Emphasis on state and local. So there you have it. Seriously. Thank you very much for clearing this up. Excited to see this man um, taken to task for what he has done for so long, so shamelessly. Right. In other news, after months of failed negotiations between the seven states that rely on the depleted reservoirs of the Colorado River, the Biden administration laid out two options that it may pursue to solve the growing water crisis. They will either consider making cuts to water access based on the existing priority system for water rights, meaning that there would be smaller cuts for areas with seniority that have been using the river for the longest, like agricultural areas in California, for example, and larger cuts for areas that started using the river's water later, like Nevada and Arizona. Or option number two, they will look into splitting the cuts in water access equally across Arizona, California, and Nevada, which would reduce water deliveries by much more than what these states have already agreed to. Either way, major changes are coming for at least some Western states in the coming months in the hopes of staving off this growing crisis. Emphasis on crisis. And honestly, whatever the administration comes up with, I hope it's equitable and actually responsive to each of these states' needs. I know we've discussed some of the proposals from the states for allocating the water between themselves on the show before, and we know they didn't come up with a solution. But can you give us some background on how this fight over the water came to be? Yeah, so the Colorado River supplies water to nearly 40 million people across the seven states I mentioned, as well as two states in Mexico, and it provides irrigation for 5.5 million acres of farmland, so hugely important to this region. Right now, California gets the largest share of that water. 50% of their share goes towards agricultural areas. The rest goes towards cities in Southern California. But other states have been fighting for years to protect and expand their own allocations. 
But the Colorado River isn't just important because of the water it provides. It also provides power. Dams on the river's two main reservoirs, Lake Powell and Lake Mead, provide electricity for millions of homes and businesses. But two-plus decades of drought, along with the effects of climate change, have caused the river's water flow to drop dramatically. Obviously, that reduces the amount of water available for use, but it also impacts the power that the remaining water can generate. The water levels at Lake Mead and Lake Powell have gotten so low that the water may no longer be able to flow through the turbines that produce hydropower. You know, wouldn't be able to produce power then, so that would be a huge crisis. The Interior Department manages the river, which is why the Biden administration is getting involved here, and their draft analysis released yesterday is where these options are coming from. Like, am I the only person with red alarms blaring in my mind? Like, what <laughs> loss of power for millions of people and businesses is wild. Yeah, you're you're not the only one with a red alert, but there needs to be more of you. So please, if you are listening to this and you are not aware, um, this is a very big deal that is happening right now. This is not a drill, but what would happen if we left it alone and did absolutely nothing? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure the Biden administration would be so happy not to have to deal with this if that was a viable solution, but experts say that if if nothing happens, it could lead to Deadpool. In this case, not a Ryan Reynolds character. That actually means that the water would basically stop flowing. The river would effectively dry up in just a few years. That would impact drinking water and power within this region. Also produce, which goes far beyond this area that we're discussing. The crops grown in some of the areas that may be affected are staples in your weekly grocery runs, you know, regardless of where you live in the continental U.S. and even beyond. So very, very big deal, very far-reaching. As I said, so far, this is a draft of options from the Interior Department, but they're expected to reach a final decision on what to do here by the end of the summer. We'll keep you posted on all of this and stay following, but that is the latest for now. Let's get to some headlines. Headlines. President Joe Biden has signed a House bill formally ending the COVID-19 national emergency one month before it was originally set to expire. The order was first declared three years ago by former President Donald Trump during the early stages of the pandemic. And among other measures, it provided support to health and economic systems across the country. The signed resolution comes after President Biden publicly opposed the measure, which was fast-tracked by House Republicans, though he did not plan to veto it. According to the White House, President Biden signed the legislation behind closed doors. A separate public health emergency, however, is still in effect. It's set to expire on May 11th, and with it, the controversial pandemic-era policy known as Title 42, which allows the government to block asylum seekers from crossing the U.S. border, will end as well. Officials in Shelby County, Tennessee, will meet today to decide whether or not to reappoint State Representative Justin Pearson. He and his Democratic colleague, Justin Jones, who were both young black men, were expelled from the Republican-led State House of Representatives late last week after they led demonstrators through that chamber to demand better gun control laws. We told you all yesterday that Nashville city leaders unanimously voted to reinstate Jones until a special election can be held. In Pearson's case, that decision will be up to the Shelby County Board of Commissioners. 
But it may not be a clear-cut decision because some commissioners say they're worried that if Pearson gets his seat back, state legislators could take away public funding for schools and other vital services for the Memphis area, which is, one, pretty fucked up, but two, par for the course. Apparently, retribution and retaliation is the name of the game with GOP state lawmakers in the Tennessee State House. Seriously, I mean, it's why we're here in the first place. They're very well acquainted at this point. Look, I do appreciate Pearson's response to all this when he said, what is our cost then? Can we be bought? Like, that is the question to the commissioners, and hopefully they cannot be bought. Meanwhile, Tennessee's Republican Governor Bill Lee somehow realized that now is a good time to call for more gun laws, too. Lee promised to sign an executive order that would strengthen background checks in the state and asked lawmakers to work together in the final weeks of their legislative session to come up with additional gun control measures. Note, this is the same dude who called for permitless open carry for anyone 21 and older. So this ain't the edit undo he thinks it is. Mm -mm. So far, no Tennessee Republicans have called for his expulsion, and I don't even need to wonder why. Hold on to your sesame seed hot dog buns. Chicago has officially been tapped to host the 2024 Democratic National Convention, which is set to take place August 19th to 22nd next year at the United Center. Among the frontrunners for the convention were New York and Atlanta, but the DNC said that the Windy City stood out for its location in the Midwestern Blue Wall, as well as for its diversity and strong labor movement. Next year's convention will not be Chicago's first, as the city has hosted 12 conventions, the first dating way back to 1864. In response to the decision, Atlanta Mayor Andre Dickens said, quote, Georgia is the battleground that will decide the 2024 election, and Atlanta is the city that will deliver for Democrats up and down the ballot. Even without the convention, Atlanta will fight to keep Georgia blue and expand the Democratic map in the South. Mayor Dickens is classier than I am. Like, let's be real. I'm looking at this like a little slap in the face to Georgia who delivered for Democrats time and time again. Let's be real. Georgia is the only reason Democrats are in play in the U.S. Senate. They did it in 2021, multiple runoff elections, and again in 2022. So I'm looking like, huh? But I get it. I get it. Chicago, the blue wall in the Midwest, and the Obamas, let's be real, Barack Obama, is still the most popular Democrat in the country. So, sure. I guess I can understand, Priyanka. I guess I can be a little less mad. Sure. (laughs) I mean, I am a Chicago native, but... I'm with you, and I'm with all these reasons, all these things that Mayor Dickens laid out. No lies detected, as you say. I'm picking up your lingo, Juanita. Oh, my God. No lies detected, yes. (laughs) We're seeing it in real time. Oh, my God. I've been Juanita-fied. We've been attached at the hip. That's all. That's all. Seriously. (laughs) USC has renamed its track and field facility as the Allison Felix Field in honor of its star alumna, who also happens to be the most decorated American track and field athlete in the history of the Olympic Games. Felix, who is from Los Angeles, was at the dedication ceremony Monday where USC officials spoke at length about her impressive legacy. In addition to winning 11 Olympic medals, count them, over the span of her running career, Felix became a passionate advocate for mothers after undergoing an emergency C-section while giving birth to her daughter in 2018. In 2019, Felix spoke about her experience and the larger black maternal mortality crisis before the House Ways and Means Committee. That same year, she wrote an op-ed in the New York Times condemning Nike's financial abandonment of contracted athletes who become pregnant. And the ensuing backlash led the sportswear brand to completely change its company policy, 
Clearly, USC has plenty to be proud of. We can't help but wonder what our alma maters might name after us. I'll be real, Priyanka. Carolina don't owe me nothing. I don't need nothing from that Confederate campus. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, um, I feel like if I get a couple of squirrels from Vanderbilt, that's all I need. Happy camper. <laughs> that will be good. And those are the headlines. We'll be back after some ads as soon as we can find a safe, suitable place to charge our phones. What a day is brought to you by Books. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She absolutely deserves the best. And that's why you should send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. And with 20% off, you can send some to mom, your wife, your auntie, even your granny, okay? Anyone who deserves flowers in your life. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be holiday specific. You get flowers, you're getting flowers, <laughs> everyone's getting flowers. <laughs> Go to books.com and use promo code WAD for 25% off. That is B-O-U-Q-S.com, promo code WAD, books, promo code WAD. What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Therapy is great for, you know, you know that thing that just is like sitting on your shoulder, you can't get over it, and you just sometimes need somebody to talk through it with? Therapy can be helpful for that, you all, okay? You got to get it off your chest, you know? And you can do that with BetterHelp. So visit BetterHelp.com slash WAD today to get 10% off your first month. That's 10% off your first month at BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash WAD. It's Wednesday, Wild Squad, and today we are convening the Geek Squad, where we apply high-level scientific analysis to an important story from the world of tech. For people who are wondering, Geek Squad is spelled with the word geeks, space, and then the acronym WAD, no relation to the place where they fix your computer at Best Buy. <laughs> Hold on, Priyanka, let me put on my geek hat. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. The official FBI Denver Twitter account freaked out the Twitter sphere last week when they warned against the dangers of using those handy public charging stations with USB ports for your devices. According to the tweet, quote, avoid using free charging stations in airports, hotels, or shopping centers. Bad actors have figured out ways to use public USB ports to introduce malware and monitoring software onto devices. Carry your own charger and USB cord and use an electrical outlet instead. In case you're wondering, the tweet wasn't prompted by any recent example of this actually happening. It was more meant as an FYI to anyone still hoping for a shred of convenience in this world. But the FCC first brought this alleged malware loading scheme to our attention in 2021. 
even coining their own cute little name for it, juice jacking. (laughs) At the time, the FCC claimed that using illicit software, these, quote, bad actors can hijack your phone, potentially gaining access to valuable usernames and passwords, maybe your Candy Crush high score. But Juanita, what is your take here? (laughs) Next time you are clinging on to 5% battery, laying in your hotel bed, scrolling through TikTok, or watching Netflix on your phone at the airport, are you risking the juice jack for the USB port, or are you bringing out your own charging cord and base, your whole own situation. What's happening here? Like, let's be real. There needs to be a third category for those of us who just let our shit die. Because that is me. <laughs> like, my phone just will be dead. But they're talking about the fact that there was no evidence accompanying this tweet. It's the FBI. They're not going to tell you all the bad shit actually happening. So I'm going to trust the tweet. If I charge my phone, I will carry my own electrical cord because that's a really basic instruction. Priyanka, what's your take on this? Yeah, listen, it is a basic instruction. I certainly have used these cords in the airport, not like the shopping mall. That's a little crazy. But the airport, like when you're sitting there. Oh, shopping malls down here, but the airport is not. (laughs) You're not sitting around at the mall. Like I'm not at least like I'm trying to get in and out. Like I'm not trying to like really hang out. But the airport, you know, you're sitting at the gate, hopefully for a little while because you've planned ahead. Not too long, though, because you're not crazy. But like, I don't know. Sometimes you need a little you need a little juice. Um, So I've definitely done this before and I will be rethinking that behavior. I will be bringing the little block now. It's smart to pause. We can have nothing convenient in this world. Nothing. Not one thing. (laughs) She said, this is why we can't have nice things. (laughs) Seriously. That was Geek Squad. When in doubt, unplug your router and plug it back in after 30 seconds. That is the best advice we have for you. One more thing before we go, if you're looking for a wardrobe refresh or a gift for the Crooked Obsessed friend who's making you listen to this right now, check out the Crooked store. It's stocked with merch inspired by all your favorite pods and progressive causes so you can spread the word about voting rights, abortion access, and anything else that makes Tucker Carlson's face redder than usual. (laughs) Plus, a portion of the proceeds from every purchase go to Vote Save America's No Off Years Fund to support the work of organizers across the country. Head to crooked.com slash store to check it out. That is all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, charge your phone with the standard electrical (laughs) outlet, and tell your friends to listen. And if you're into reading and not just Alice and Felix's name on everything like me, What a Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at crooked.com slash subscribe. I'm Juanita Tolliver. I'm Priyanka Arabindi. And And go go jack your own juice. juice. Yikes. Oh my God. I don't know if I like the way that sounds. Not for me. This is explicit. (laughs) Not for me. What a Day is a production of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Bill Lance. Our producers are Itzi Quintanilla and Raven Yamamoto. Jossie Kaufman is our head writer. And our executive producer is Lito Martinez. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. Explore the world's hidden wonders on the Atlas Obscura podcast. A village in India where everyone's name is a song. A boiling river in the Amazon. A spacecraft cemetery in the middle of the ocean. Every day, 
The Atlas Obscura podcast will blow your mind in 15 minutes. You can find it on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to follow the show so you never miss an episode. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. (laughs) 